0: And you can't hide from that nose. Yeah. So, So did did he find? Oh, yeah. Our one legged guy was found. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Getting guys in the bite suit, getting them acclimated with Mickey, how he works, how he operates. It was legit, man. Now we went from this large base to literally this little compound. So we just made sure we kept our blades sharp. We were running every day, pulling sled. And then at the end of that 10K, you know, he's gotta go get a bite and he's gotta go find a bomb. And he smoked after that, man. He smoked. We need to get closer to the front. And the only way to do that is to understand that as a handler, you are a seal first. You will be able to shoot, move, and communicate. The 60 pounds on your hips should not change that for you at all. You have gotta train to the standard. Because as soon as you say you can't do something with that dog, you can't do something with the dog. That simple. That's invaluable. Like, not only that, but how many lives did that yeah. positively affect? Yeah. You're talking about his handler with... Beautiful wife, family, kids yeah. that got to go home yeah. because of that dog sacrifice and his just determination and just fearlessness to go into gunfire. So yeah. he crushed it. Yeah. Um,
1: all right, so the the unfortunate event of that opening the door for, uh, for you and Mickey
0: to deploy. Now you guys – end up deploying with team seven we were actually deployed with team 10 and then i got to hop on a couple gray tails and make my way over to iraq from africa Africa, correct so we were uh sitting over there in somalia somewhere and uh worked it worked the blood deal chief gave me the nod and uh, i was on the first bird out of there sat in kuwait for a little bit which is i don't know nothing going on over there anymore um and we made our way into country it was quite the ride we did everything from uh, c5 c17 we did a uh a 22 we drove in a razor like 40 clicks to get to this field drove the razor flew in the 22 to the outstation landed i mean it was really cool to to get there Uh, and then once we landed got in with the boys and um you know the the new chief Put me on the rooftop and said, I know you saw the ISR. What would you have done differently? Nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's nothing. We, 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 you know, we can poke holes in this all day long. At the end of the day, everyone went home. Dog did his job. Mission was successful, right? I mean, yeah. there's no point in backtracking on it and looking at it now. And he, and he looked at me and he goes, no, I want to know what you would have done differently. He's a good, good, solid platoon chief. Yeah. I said, chief, I don't think I would have done anything differently. I would have wanted my dog to go after that guy too. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all there is to it. He's like, yeah. all right, man. Yeah. From
1: a uh, kind of big picture standpoint, the, the guy,
0: the insurgent in question, he, he was a squirter from a target. Correct. So they had done a simo hit um, vehicle. They had a vehicle package, a gaff that they had went out with, um, and they did a simo hit. One target, nobody was there. Intel wasn't what it was supposed to be. A so guy had already taken off and fled out in a moto, ditched the moto, bedded down. Yeah, they went after a manhunt. It was, I think, it was their first op. Yeah, getting into country. So
1: I think the only, and I'm not trying to second guess. So anybody listening, or, or even for you, please don't take it that way. Oh no, no. I, I think the only, as a platoon chief, if I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, I think the the tough question for me in that role, if if I was managing handlers in that capacity, would be. You know, maybe he's out there. Maybe he's not. Do we have any sense of who this guy is? How dangerous he is? Is right. it, is it worth potentially risking any of our guys or even our dog to go after him? I mean, to me, that that's really the only question of could you have done anything different? I think at the at the lowest tactical level, no. Like like everything was pretty textbook. But the main decision to send the dog in that situation, yeah, it's like, t- I- yep. is that guy worth us going after or letting it go? You know that that's always going to be the tough question. And I think, in, especially in that environment, it's like. If it's a guy fling from a target, how do you know? Like you don't, right. you know. So right. that that's going to be a judgment right. call that you're going to run into every time, right. you know. Right. Um, and I, I don't know the right
0: answer. And 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 I'll be frank. The platoon chief at the time was like, I made the wrong call. Really, he was yeah. very honest about it. Yeah. He, f- he felt he could have done better. Yeah, and I think you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's easy to second guess it at that point, you know. But I mean, to me, that like t- to to review it as objectively as possible, right. like to me, that's the only thing you could say maybe you could have done different is yep. is say. Or maybe even ask what what about that guy in particular ma- it, made it valuable enough right. to go after him? is Is right. there something that checked that box, or was it just a heat of the moment almost emotional like that fucker ran. let's go get him and and your ego got the best of you. Maybe I don't know. I mean, to me that that's right. the only second guessing you could you could really do or or being critical of your own decision making, but again, that like those decisions have to happen, you know, you know, in a, in a nanosecond. Correct. When a lot of things have transpired and, you know, it, it's, I don't, I don't know how helpful it is to, uh, you know, to beat yourself up over it. It's like you made the best decision with the information you had at the time. At the and, time. Yep. And that's all you can ask, yep. you know, but, but I do like and appreciate that, um, you know, that he's that inward looking of, of oh, trying, yeah. to, trying to be
0: you know that way. That's, that's neat to see. Well, was a completely different dynamic there, too. I mean, the, the dog handler was a chief. Oh, okay. They had three chiefs in the platoon on the west coast, oh, wow. which was yeah, really cool.
1: That's wild. Uh, well, I mean, why were there three? I get that if one was a dog
0: handler, but why have two others? Do you know? One made chief on the platoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had the actual platoon chief. Yeah, and the platoon yeah, chief okay. was on a second run, and not because it was a lack of success. It was because you're this good. We want this oh, continuity in country. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I think there should be more of that. I didn't. You know? Yeah. it shouldn't be a one and done yeah, yeah it I should think, be hey if you did well and your your crew responded well to you yeah, keep it going i think yeah a good young solid chief should do three four or five fucking love it one love it
1: mike love yeah. that um all right so you guys show up you're in country he asked you that now you're getting ready to uh to actually go go to war with a dog absolutely absolutely You're in, in country. I, I wanted to take one, one step back as uh, as we took a quick break. Yeah. Um, we we're talking a little bit about you know squirter control and, and and et cetera, and and it makes me think you know even going back to the second guessing is that guy worth going after or not? You know, to me, it's it's almost always yes. You know, right. for one of, one of the things that you just mentioned is that like you know, like that guy, you, you you just don't know, and and that unknown of whether he's a trigger man. Or he's going to let somebody else, you know, a right. huge force know that you guys are there. Or, like, right. unfortunately, I think there's just too many question marks is that if a guy risked his life to to leave that place, like, yeah, like, does the chance exist that it could be just some guy that got caught in the wrong place? Right. Yes, but it's pretty fucking unlikely. Very unlikely. You know, it's, it's almost impossible, you right. know. So, like, if that guy is doing that... Yeah, I mean you you almost kind of have to go after him, right. you know? So I right. yeah, I i um, I'll even retract what I said and say, you know, in in that instance, I think it would have to be an exception to not go after him, right. you know? Um but anyway. Uh all right, so you get you get there, you're ready to to rock and roll. You're you're now the replacement dog. Walk us through what it was like, you know, after years of Wanting to be a dog handler and, and years of training and, and like now it's it's finally right. time where you're there. What was going through your mind?
0: Be cool, man. Yeah. Don't make a bad call here. Yeah. Like, you know, tactical patience will go a long way in this environment because it was we were out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was legit, man. So we get we get in the country and we really start, you know, getting with the guys and hey, what's going on? My first thing was hey, I need to get in the house with you guys. Just make sure everything flows the way it needs to flow. Again, I'm trying to earn my respect in this new platoon. I had a couple ends, a couple buddies there that were from BUDS, so that's how I got there to begin with. But once we got there, it was, you know, earn my release authority, earn freedom of movement, earn trust. And the way to do that is to work hard and honest and transparency. So, you know, the, the schedule stayed the same. We're going to train, you know, now we went from a large base to literally – This little compound in the middle of nowhere so we just made sure we kept our blade sharp we were running every day pulling sled proving that we were getting guys in the bite suit getting them acclimated with mickey how he works how he operates and then taking the muzzle off and i'll be honest with you letting him be a fucking dog sometimes yeah and just let him go be a dog and let him go run up on people this is your new pack bro like these are the people you're here to defend you know So I'd let him off and let him do his thing, and the guys would love him up, and it would, you know, ball in his mouth, drooling everywhere, you know, and just let him be a dog. And uh, I realized really quick those guys needed that more than anything, especially after the loss of Charlie. They needed just to pet something, and just they were out there, man. They built the whole MSS by themselves in a matter of months, and they need a little piece of home, and they just lost their piece of home. So to be able to inject that for them was uh, very rewarding and very powerful for me. Yeah, man, I can imagine. Um,
1: how long were you in that mode of settling in before yeah. you
0: actually went on a, on a mission? Man, it wasn't, but like a week or two, yeah. we got, they, 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 were moving around a lot. They, they were moving around quite a bit, you know, to go into the, the jock and see a, a, a target deck was new. Yeah. You know, actually you guys have you know guys that you're looking for that are legitimate. And after we did necessarily have that, we were on a fit mission to train partner force. We weren't there to train anybody. So it was, it was cool to be in it. I felt it. Um, you know, but they were relaxed, they were calm, they were, um, they were a well-trained platoon, so I was very fortunate to be there, and um, we got our first taste, it was something simple, because we were getting stuff flown in and dropped off, you know, Um, and I said, hey, man, it's a great opportunity to go, let's go clear, yeah, we didn't think about that, you're gonna go, we're gonna walk out behind the wire to go collect our water, I was like, let's go put the dog out there, and put them on point. Just make sure, obviously you've had these deliveries a few times. They see it over the town. You're getting your stuff dropped. And it was also an easy way for us to get, for us to get behind the wire too. Knowing we had that shipment coming in. So um, that was kind of our first informal mission was just, Hey, let's go collect our goods. Let's make sure everyone stays safe. We'll go out on point with a couple other guys and you just go clear this area where we're going to be picking up our, our drop. Uh, And from there they kind of were like, okay, we like the way he's, he moves, you know, um, we start getting into vehicles. We start wrecking some things and start looking at some potential targets, and we come up with a pretty good one. Um, and at this time, <laughs> the good old retrograde hit us. Uh, Big Navy said, "Hey, get out of there and go move somewhere else." Man, yeah. yep. And these guys were heartbroken because they built everything by hand from scratch. Yeah. Um, this so is in this is in Iraq, man, in Al Anbar province. Yeah, way way west Iraq, in the middle by Germantown. I think there's a little town there called Germantown, and that's where the locals had kind of bedded down and uh so we get up we move we drive like 12 hours on that drive and it was pretty brutal but we got to a new place and it was tq and we get we get the, we get the answer to the mail for a pretty legit mission and um we knew we had a little bit of time to train for this one because it was going to be we're using 22s um Which, great air asset, but these guys were logistics guys, and we wanted them to fly at night, and they'd never done that yet. So we had to do some training, right? So we did some training. (laughs) We got some reps in with those guys before we got on there. Um, But we were looking at a 10K offset in about 90-degree weather. Mm. Um, That sounds fun. And my intent was to have that dog on point for the majority of that, at least where I knew we were going to have some choke points and some places where our hair would stand up. So we just kept training, man, and we put in some time, and we got. The, and what was impressive is that whole platoon got behind our training, and they were sending four or five, six guys to emulate, you know, patrolling. And you know, we had the less experienced guys taking the muzzle hits for me. I mean, we were dialed in, and we really got it dialed in, and, and it showed when we got on target. So, uh, we fast forward. This is our first time operating with uh, with this particular group. We've done some really great training. I was in charge of setting up the training. Which was awesome which earned my freedom of movement um and we we went to go do our raid and he performed extremely well um we did have some sort of a know, he's a partner force, but we had some guys that had to go in first from the way the, the roe was and then we would be able to make clearance secondly but he was on point and i remember we were started off in the courtyard we entered through the gate and we've already, they've already pulled out a lot of people out of the house. Um, a lot of feathers, uh, a lot of women and children, excuse me, women and children, and they're obviously loud. And I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be a good little test if we can stay on task. I hear dogs barking in the courtyard. We have a lot of distractions here. We're gonna go on explosive odor search because this is a known IED facilitator. Um, so Mickey gets his number called, hey, we're gonna do the exterior and then we'll we'll, we'll you know we'll make entry. Um, so I've got him on a long line for this one. Just because I see all the distractions that could potentially, you know, he can make that turn and not do what I want him to do. Uh, I've got my element. We're moving across the side of a building. His nose is to the ground. He's working well. And one of the dogs, random native dogs, comes flying out after him. Um, my cover man on the right, you know, cleans that up for me. And I couldn't have been more proud of the animal because he never lifted his head up from the search. I mean, wow. he, he was on target, man. And he was about to get attacked by another dog, and he could have gave two shits. Uh, and that's through the gunfire too. So continues to search. Um, we pick up on some like really low level fertilizer, like stuff that's kind of been on the ground for a while. Nothing that could be used to facilitate anything. Um, so now we, we deem the courtyard clear. We're going to go make entry. And I said, I really want to put the dog in. He's like, you're putting the dog in first. And I said, beautiful. Um, camera systems popped up. You know, everyone's got, you know, live feeds going on. And uh, that yellow dog searched that property like a madman and uh, gave everyone the warm and fuzzy to be able to, to make entry. And uh, from there it was, you know, we had guys hiding and when you have that asset organic to your platoon, you've got x-ray vision and you can't hide from that nose. Yeah. So So did did he find, Oh yeah. Our one legged guy was found. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So in, in this is kind of goes back to the, uh, you know, not disappointment, but like we get these photos of these guys, they from like 2012 you know what i mean so we see this guy and he's old as they get you yeah. know one leg and i'm yeah. like oh shit dude the dog's about to crush this old man fuck you know, especially <laughs> if it's a leg bite yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh so he gets his search on he 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 does his business and um we start you know wrapping some dudes up and uh really 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 intense on what he was doing and you know we get the call and he performed man he exceeded standard, and he, he, he got his reward. And it's always a fun day to, to watch him get his reward, the yeah, ultimate one. And, yeah. uh, you know, watching grown men across the floor, get drug across the floor is a good day. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, taking a step
1: back on the camera system, yeah. uh, are you holding the, the viewfinder or is somebody else?
0: So at that point we were – I had a couple with me. One is none, two is one. So I had two, gave one to the chief, gave one to myself, obviously, and I'm kind of feeding stuff out where we got slick is now we got these things. Everyone has ATACs now, right? we got some little video camera on them, so we can get that feed now into everybody. So everyone saw what I was seeing and knew what I was always doing. It was pretty cool. Um, And, you know, that camera system serves a lot of purposes, not just on the dog. I've gotten myself in a lot of different things because the dog has the camera. Um, That camera is is very vital for small places, things like that. I can unhook that thing and look in the creepy holes. I don't want to put my face in, so... Um, that was another selling point to get on missions too. It comes with the dog. Right. So, um, yeah, the camera system was, uh, they were happy with that. And I, and and that took training because it was like, Hey, if that camera system stops, the shark doesn't stop in the water. So there's something up, right. You know, if that thing's pointed straight up in the air, he's found something that's going to hurt us. Mm. If he's going ballistic, biting, scratching, Hey man, there's, there's human odor behind there. So, um, yeah, those guys were really – gave him a good warm and fuzzy, and, yeah. and they, they were happy to see him work, obviously. I mean, that's knocking it out of the park for your first run. It was I fucking mean, awesome, Yeah, man. I, I couldn't be more excited about it. It was awesome. He performed well. Uh, everyone was happy with him. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, that's good. awesome. Uh, can you give us the play-by-play
1: on uh, on the bite? <sighs> yeah, sure. It was, um, you know, he, he – just from, like, I guess from a tactical standpoint. Yeah,
0: tactical standpoint, easy day, man. So it, it's pretty simple. Um, he, he finds human odor. He starts going crazy, and I called over the radio. Hey, we've got uh, human odor detected. And he said, you know, how are you going to prosecute? Well, we need a couple guys. We're going to let him do his thing because we need to work up to him. We're, we're, Where were you and, and he at this Right, point? so I, I'm at the threshold of the door behind a couple vehicles taking cover. He's, I mean, three rooms deep in the house. Yeah. Um, so I said, hey, we're going to work to him. Um He's a big boy. He can handle himself. He's not in any danger right now. I'm watching my camera. I'm not gonna assault. The boys are gonna go and I'm gonna stay watching, you know, what my dog's doing. Uh, so they work up to him, I work up to them, and it's we gotta pay him, guys. Pop this thing open. Let's go. Popped it open. Was and the dude just hiding? Yeah, he just hiding there, man. Just, just feedled. No, nah, I mean he was like like 90 years old at this yeah. point, man. Yeah, it was. But he was, he was still still facilitating quite a few materials. And his from him, we ended up getting. You know, Paying compliance is a real thing. From him, we ended up getting uh, his brother down the road. who was deathly ill but was the new the new top guy in, in the area. So oh. we, we actually knocked that one out of the park and getting two of the HVIs off that board. On um, the same day? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's awesome. That yeah, was good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Mickey, you know, we work up to him. We get that thing open. Um, he gets to do his thing. Where did he grab him? Uh, right there in the arm, man. Yeah. Yeah, right in the arm. Yeah, yeah right there in the arm. And, and a little bit of a training scar, too. Cause it wasn't the first thing that was available. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. it's where it was comfortable. So I wrote that in my, obviously my AAR. What was first his leg? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he could have taken anything first, but yeah. he, he, went up to the arm and yeah. it's like, all right, well that's where he's comfortable and he knows. But I also looked at that as like, uh, you should take anything yeah. that this guy's going to give you right now. So,
1: yeah. I, I mean, to me, I have mixed, mixed feelings on that, I guess from yeah. a, from a training methodology standpoint, right. um, Oh, I want to get, let's get into that. Yeah, pure, I, yeah, Purely from a training method. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. there's two ways to look at it, I think. Number yep. one is that while I agree, uh, or I guess that here's the, the caveat, caveat, I would say, why it's not necessarily a training scar, I wouldn't view it that way, is that to me, you know, my uh, perspective on targeting, on, on training, targeting, i.e. the left, yep. the left bicep yep. or, or whatever it is that you're training. Yep is very purposeful uh, and it's not, and it's not done for no reason, obviously. And and so in, in chaotic environments, it gives the dog something to focus on. And so to me, especially if it's his first live bite and it's in a scenario where he can get to it, I think that that that's the the right call, frankly, on the dog's part is is that, you know, like that's what he's supposed to do. Now where the caveat comes in where I would say you need to take the leg if you can't get to your target. Right. You know, so to me, it's I actually would prefer a dog try to get to his target. If he can't, then he takes what, what's available. Okay. Now, the caveat would be like if if the if the target is in duct work. And right. all you see is knees. Then yeah, you should take the knee
0: right away. Right, and if he doesn't take, he's looking to get to his target, the comfortable yeah. target. Then, yeah, yeah mean, then we're wrong. Yeah. Um, th- that's how I look at it. No, I, think, I agree. You know, so, and I, there's reason, like you said, there's reason why we're targeting these specific yeah. parts in the arm because well, it will shut some things down for yeah. you down the arm. And well, that and, and in
1: environments where it's more, I won't necessarily. I mean, not that you're using the dog for crowd control, but in in an environment that's more that way, where there's yep. a lot of fucking people. Yep that targeting can be the difference between the dog hitting the right person or not. Absolutely. You know. Yep. Cause I've seen units, entities, departments, train dogs where it's, you know, they, they don't teach targeting. It's, it's just right. grab whatever the fuck is, is first there. And, and that's when the wrong people get bit and kids get bit or inanimate objects get bit because it, you know, it got in the way or like, you know, Perfect. so because, you know, from a, from a f- offended standpoint, I don't know if you guys do a lot of Fendit training using, you know, buckets and chairs and, and shit and right. blankets and, and whatever. You know, to me, like if if the dog's mentality is grab the very first thing you come across, then dudes are shoving shit. You know, like they right, run yeah. into problems. You know, so uh, I, I think you know from my standpoint, like that's the perfect
0: response. But I think you're, and I 100% agree with you. And uh man, that was that was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I'm like I'm dissecting that like that was solid, man. Yeah. Well, I
1: you know, it's just you know one one thing i've had the i guess i will say the fortune of of being a part of is getting to train with a lot of different groups in and in a lot of different uh training capacities you know some super high level some you know whether it's local state federal military um, you know you name it i mean j- just about any any entity and and in a lot of different environments a lot of different scenarios i keep in touch with a lot of law enforcement canine handlers that, uh, you know, are constantly having deployments and, and either run into issues and, and we'll talk about them or whatever. And so I, I say that merely from kind of learning along the way of, of, you know, doing kind of case studies on a lot of different dog deployments in, and again, in a host of different
0: capacities, not just military overseas, but uh, that that's my take on it. But that's huge, man, because I'll be honest with you, one of our, and, I'll, and I'll be frank, one of our number one downfalls is that we weren't playing with other units. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we only knew what you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was a uh, – I always I always saw that as, you know, we don't do that for any other aspect of training. Shooting yeah. will go anywhere. Driving will go anywhere. Civilians. Civilians. You know, you know, yeah. you know, if you say you're good at it, if you're not, we're probably going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just because it's a good Just deal trip. Because it's a good deal trip, and yeah. and we'll find out what not to do too, right? Um, so, uh, I definitely, yeah. Like yeah. when you explain that, it's like, yeah, I wish that why would come out yeah. when uh, I was in training.
1: I mean, it's, it's all a learning process, you know, yeah. I know I, I certainly learn all the time still, but, um,
0: all right. So he nabs him. Was that the one bite? That yeah, ran? that was it, man. Yeah. He got it, got, got him off. That was our guy. Um, chief then said, Hey, why don't you go hold on another guy in the room? And I kind of looked at him like, you want me and the dog to hold on this guy in the room? Yeah. You know, like, hold on, what what are you you telling me here? So um, he looked at me and says, no, man, just hold on, the guy. Like, just make sure he doesn't go anywhere. And if he does, absolutely. You know what I mean? He's fair game. Um, And that was a test for him. It was pitch black in the room. Oh, really? It was pitch black in the room. He didn't know that now Puck was in there. um, And I just stood there. and I was like, I wonder if I'll catch this guy's odor and see what happens. Yeah, man. That was pretty cool to watch him get from that scenario, kind of cool down, and then the (laughs) note. Yeah. Oh, there's more in here, and then he just went absolute ape shit. And he's on a leash at this point now, and the guy's not doing anything nefarious, so um, he's compliant. And uh, but just to see him understand, you know. We're taking guys by, and he's getting excited. Like, I know that's the bad guy. The differential between bad guy and good guy was so clear in that moment for him. Yeah. I was really proud of him, for, especially for a dog who doesn't give the ball up and sees red. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, in their first real, right. real gig. And, I mean, and, that, and, and he loses himself a little bit. And to yeah. see that clarity still was,
1: yeah. was really impressive. That's awesome. Uh, was the, the initial bomb maker that he got the bite on uh, and the guy that he was holding on, was it just those two people on target? Or no, you? man. There was, like,
0: again, there was, I think, like, Multiple women and children outside the building already. And then, as far as men, yes, just the two. Yeah. yeah. It was just, the father and the son, I believe. Okay. From there, did you guys go directly to the follow on? Yeah. So we sent an element over to the follow on. Wasn't me on that one. Yeah. And it was, it was, because uh, we had, man, we had dismounted and, you know, checked some of the small shacks. They weren't buildings. So, and there's small little sheds to make sure that, you know, around our perimeter, we were good. And those guys, they took a couple vehicles and beat feet and went and nabbed that guy up. Yeah. Um, then it was a uh, you know some show of force the apaches came through and make sure hey man oh, nice yeah yeah that's yeah. always awesome right yeah. I mean, you know you, it's a good
1: warm and fuzzy when you see those bad yeah. boys coming overhead so a10s and apaches man yeah that, dude that, that's awesome yeah all right folks uh you know sleep is one of the most important things uh for a healthy lifestyle and you know just generally speaking for for overall health and well-being i started working with beam here uh in the last couple of months and i gotta tell you the natural sleep cycle that uh, it helps enable is uh, absolutely noticeable and it's fantastic Um, I can't recommend this product enough Uh, if you're having trouble sleeping or staying asleep uh, if you wake up feeling uh, groggy and and just hard to be able to uh, to focus the next day uh, you know that foundation of mental and physical health is uh, is key so Beam's Dream Powder, it's a science-backed hot cocoa for sleep, and uh, it's helped me tremendously with uh, being able to fall asleep and actually stay asleep, waking up feeling rested and, uh, and not groggy the next day. So today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, which is the science-backed hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. They have uh, delicious flavors like chocolate peanut butter and cinnamon cocoa, 15 calories, zero grams of sugar, and that better sleep has never tasted better. Other sleep aids can cause next day grogginess, but Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of Raishi, Magnesium, L-theanine, Apigenin, and Melatonin to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Go to www.beam.com and use the code MICDROP, all caps, all one word, for 40% off. It's right, 40% off if you use MICDROP, all one word, all caps, 40% off. Do it. All right, guys, I've talked to a number of times on the show that I don't, I'm not a drinker, like I, I rarely drink. Um, however, from a ritual standpoint, like for example, my dad comes into town for Christmas uh, and I do like to have a uh, a glass of bourbon with my old man. The problem is, is that between me not drinking that much and uh, just as I get older, uh, coupled with the fact that I stay active, I have a very dialed in and particular morning routine something as simple as a glass of bourbon or a couple of them, uh, when I am not used to drinking them can really uh, mess me up for the next day or even a couple of days. Um, I tried Z biotics. I was admit I was a little skeptical. Um, but they sent me a product to try. And, uh, and this Christmas, uh, used the product, had bourbon with the dad, uh, no problem. The next morning I was, uh, pleasantly surprised, uh, at how well it it worked at, uh, you know, it, it's a phenomenal product that I can tell you, uh, you know, I actually used and, uh, and was surprised by the results. So this isn't something for somebody who drinks all the time. Um, it's not a, uh, you know, a, a product that, uh, you know, somebody who drinks every day after work or ties one on all the time is, is probably going to uh, get use out of. It's more for the healthy adults that don't drink that much in the instances where socially they still want to be able to do that. This is your go-to product for it. Um, I will say, um, you know, if you go to zbiotics.com forward slash mic drop, you can get 15% off your first order. If you use mic drop, all one word, all caps uh, at checkout. It's back to the 100% money back guarantee. Uh, If you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. So give it a shot. You have nothing to lose. Uh, Again, that's... uh, 3w.zbiotics.com slash Mic Drop and use the code Mic Drop, all caps, all one word, at checkout for 50% off. Uh, Great product, great company, stand behind vets, and uh, I appreciate working with them. Uh, Give it a shot.
0: Afford Anything talks about how
1: to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Um, all right. So that sounds like a pretty pretty successful couple of, uh, yeah. couple of missions right yeah. out of the
0: gate. Yeah. You guys go back. What was the rest of the deployment like? Well, um, unfortunately, it wasn't as active because there was just some things that were going on in country that shouldn't have been. And, you know, that kind of slowed down our op tempo quite a bit. There were some administrative things that needed to happen. And, you know, guys were getting kind of lifted and shifted different places in or out of country because of some situations that were happening. And so that kind of, kind of put a damper on us, to be honest with you. Uh, we relocated one more time. Uh, and there was a, you know, I think it was, it wasn't a mission. It was like, we're going to go just look at a crater, yeah. you know, and that's kind of where we got handed down after that. It was pretty much done yeah. Yeah. after the um, Liberty accident. So, yeah. So yeah. is that the
1: thing that you're talking about? Yeah. You guys little, got in trouble. And guys
0: it, got in trouble and they shut us down, what man. What they do? I mean, it was some alleged, um, you know, co-ed stuff you know The guys were getting hit up saying that they were doing this and doing that with 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 the females and like locals or other no no these are going to be more you know more navy naval personnel yeah so intel check or something you you nailed it (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You nailed not, it. Some things never change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it. And, and <laughs> yeah, I, tr- I tread lightly on the situation because I just I don't even yeah I don't like touching any of it. But lucky for me, I don't give a fuck. Right, right, right. I, I, but it, it definitely <laughs> completely about shut us down. Wow. Yeah, it sucked, man. Yeah, it sucked. um And
1: yeah, it just I mean, sucked. What, I, I mean, not to get too off on a tangent yeah. but i mean was, was there some
0: sort of assault that took place or was it just no what happened was is, is it, everything was everything was good to go can everything was agreed upon yeah consensual I mean consensual so, like, and then you've got you know one individual the 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 females uppers are saying hey you shouldn't have did that and now she's obviously going to defend herself so now yeah. she's whatever and then there's three sides to that story, you know, his, hers, and the truth. And, yeah, and, sucks. and unfortunately, you know, we're going to come out on probably the wrong end of that one, nine, yeah. nine times out of 10, just. Yeah. That sucks, man.
1: So they, I mean, that shut down most of your operations. Yeah,
0: man. They ended up getting removed out of country. We high-fived them on the tarmac, took their place. And that's when we started uh, doing, like, they were doing the 10K offsets and they, they were having, they had, were having a really good deployment, a lot of bog BDAs. So, uh, boots on ground, battle damage assessments, you know, bombing a lot of caves, Uh, going in there and getting intel going in there and you know (laughs) fingerprinting what's left (laughs) uh, You know, so uh but they were they were hiking it in like 10k like i was saying so that was going to be our new mission set once they left so we were training to that to that point and then once that debacle happened then they wouldn't let you go yeah it was pretty much a wrap man and we and and we were training as if we were going because that's what good dudes are going to do we're not just going to play playstation so we were doing our training we were getting everything ducks in a row to go make this happen, um, setting up assets, and it was just like, nah, boys. That
1: it seems it. really silly to me from a, again, from kind of a, a big-picture standpoint right. of not using your warfighting capability because of a, a Liberty incident or well, whatever that lip, you want to call that it. Liberty
0: incident, or that incident went high order, yeah. and, you know, it was – and then it, well, what's where's the, what's this person doing? Why why was an oversight there? Well, where was this person at? Yeah. And these are all they're talking about. You know, chiefs on up, senior chiefs, master chiefs, and they're getting their heads cut off for the yeah. whole thing. I
1: mean, not not knowing exactly what you're talking about, I yeah. still like if I'm in that position, I'm going to say, okay, well, that's a separate issue. Like right. you know, like I would still compartmentalize
0: operations okay. versus everything else. Right. I mean, that and I think they were trying to do that honestly because they did they they removed and brought brought us in which the intent was then we were going to go operate more kind of on the tail end of deployment now too so it it was just hard getting that that authority to get out there and yeah, go do it yeah. after that some things i'll
1: never understand i guess but uh i'm also not in that position so maybe maybe i shouldn't shouldn't uh, have that opinion i don't know but it, it's hard for me to get it um all right. So for the rest of then that deployment, then you're just training basically. Yeah, man. It was up well,
0: we didn't it. wanted to keep the blade sharp. You know, we yeah. didn't want to palms up on anything. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. what if. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we were, we were training hard, too, because we were supposed to be getting ready for a long walk to target. Yeah. So I'm walking this dog like three, four hours a night in the heat to try wow. to get him ready. And I mean, we're walking and he's on a search, not just walking next to me. I have him literally searching for as long as I can see him doing it. And really I'm trying to gauge him. I'm trying to take my notes. Okay. We've been searching for 30 minutes. This is the condition of my dog right now. Here's where he's at. Is he in it or is he not in it? So I'm trying to get some quantifiable stuff to, to make it happen. And then at the end of that 10 K, you know, he's got to go get a bite and he's got to go find a bomb. And he smoked after that, man. He smoked. Um, so that was nightly. Yeah. That was, that was nightly. All for nothing. (sighs) yeah i mean so. i hate that uh, yeah you
1: when you say it like that <laughs> dude, well it like i mean that, it I sucks. Guess, <laughs> that's kind of an unfair representation but the, yeah. i guess you, you didn't get to use the, the capability no
0: not 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 and and not as much as i definitely would have liked yeah. and and that means nobody got to, yeah. to no one was putting on kit in a meaningful manner yeah. pretty much after that was yeah close. i mean
1: I, I shouldn't say all for nothing i mean the the knowledge you gain from that and your ability to to transition into yeah. being the uh, senior enlisted advisor and, and LPO of a, of a kennel, like that's good, good knowledge to have. Right. So, I mean, it, right. it's, it's still valuable. I don't, I don't mean to shit on it. No, way. no, no. But I definitely, I definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely get yeah. it, man. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, all right. So you end up going back home. Uh, and then from, from there, did you go right into being the LPO of the, of the MPC? Absolutely. That was a
0: pre kind of under the table deal with the, um, with the SCA that was there. Awesome individual who got me over there. He also was the one help facilitate the movement to these uh, to the West Coast for that augment. Uh, he brought me in. He was straight up with me. He was like, I don't know anything. I, yeah, I love dogs, but the program, well, I'll be real. I don't know anything about it. So you are a necessity here. Um, and then the talks of it going away were always up in the air because of, is it relevant? And, you know, are we supposed to be doing what we're doing? So I came into that and I, I took my holiday. Um, and then I, I came in refocused. And then I got really upset knowing that. My heart and soul that I put into that dog is going to somebody else. Yeah, and that was the probably the really hard. I was just just sucked. You know yeah. what I mean? They have to. They're a weapon system. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're a weapon system. They have a, you know they're a living weapon system. So there's obviously care that comes into them. But at the end of the day, for their specific purpose, they are is interchangeable. Yeah, and they should be. Yeah, I agree with that. It was just my emotions were saying, sure. damn, dude." So got over that hump, and it was my job to be the conduit between the platoons and the kennel to make sure that we were training to the standard that the platoons wanted, right? Yeah. And that had been the big gap for us. There was no one there really talking to trade it. We had contracted trainers who were extremely experienced, good with training the dogs, but they weren't team guys. So how much leg do they have to go to trade and say, Hey, we want to see this, this, and this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, Hey, bring a guy in, former handler, you know, not the turd guy that was, you know, here and try to build that, that continuity between all three entities. And I think we started to get some real traction. We, we started talking with the breacher course, getting down there, which was huge for us. We started getting, uh, you know, more money to get better training facilities, which was big. We ended up, you know, when I got into that role, it was, hey, man, we're going to make this and make this right. And that's what we started to do. Yeah.
1: With the uh, the other handler that you turned Mickey
0: over to, mm-hmm. did, did they deploy? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mickey, Mickey has more deployments than me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How yeah. Many more? So he did he's, two more? Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Four. Four total. Four total. Wow, um, they got they got their money's worth out of him. Yeah, yeah. Did uh,
1: did he get more more bites on? Other I don't deployers?
0: think that it was kinetic for him on that one. On that one, I don't think. Yeah. Um, our guys aren't very good at. Sorry, there was no standard operating procedure for collecting information while on deployment. There wasn't really? a standardized form. It was basically if the handler wanted to write you something, you'd get it. Wow. So I saw that as a gap, right? Yeah. Like, oh, what are you guys doing in the country? Um. Yeah, that seems that's yeah. that's wild. Yeah, and 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 going back, looking through the lineage of the program, there were some really good handlers that did it daily, mm-hmm. even when it wasn't there. But even so, when it was, and I went back and I read every single AAR that I could find in that kennel yeah. to understand our, you know, what we've been doing, how we've been doing it, and who was doing it. Um, and then I said we can lift the standards here, yeah, because these guys are still hanging out in the back; they're still in the antenna farm. Um, we need to get closer to the front, man. Yeah, and the only way to do that is to. Understand that as a handler, you are a seal first. You will be able to shoot, move, and communicate, period. Mm-hmm. The 60 pounds on your hips should not change that for you at all. So the standard for me was, yeah, the guys are assaulting and they're doing their CQC. Why are you not in there? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would have been point. I don't care. Do it. Mm-hmm. Like, get in there. You got to train to the standard. Because as soon as you say you can't do something with that dog, you can't do something with the dog. Yeah. And that's going to reverberate down to that chief and down to the LPO. You've now set limitations mm-hmm. and you're becoming a liability versus an asset. Yeah. So.
1: Well, I mean, I'm glad that you got in and identified those things and uh, yeah. and worked towards fixing them. And then, yep. so you, you do. You, so you were in that position, the LPO spot for
0: how long? Um. So that was. <sighs> See, that was nineteen, that was twenty. So that's uh, about a year, a year, about a year. Yeah. So
1: did you cross over from that right into senior enlisted advisor? I was voluntold.
0: Yeah. It was basically, hey, you, I had it, you got it. I'm leaving. We don't see anybody coming in quite yet, so you're going to basically fill in. Yeah. Um, I think I was still on E five at the time. Wow. I just <laughs> senior enlisted. I think. I, well, I just. Well, this is what happened. I made. I got frocked. Yeah. They're like, sweet, you're doing this, and by the way, you got to go brief the commodore on why you should keep the program. Wow. Sweet, dude. I guess I'll start genning up an email right now. Jeez. So. that's wild. Yeah, it was good. Um,
1: At that point, there were how many handlers and how many dogs in the program?
0: Yeah, so I think at that time we were running, we had 16, anywhere between like 15, 15, 16 dogs at the time. And then we were, they were doing everything in their power to try to cut them down from two dogs to a team, or from three dogs to a team down to two dogs to a team. Uh, so, which, which, which was a red flag. Why are we doing that? Well, because the teams are going to be restructured. They're only going to have, you know, they're going to go from nine to, you know, 8 six, they're losing their platoons, basically. We're going cut to the, cut the numbers down. Okay, well, that makes sense then. I get why you don't need how many dogs. So um, we ran with that many, and it was like two, two, two handlers per team, you know, and then you have them on a rotation, um, and you always have a backup dog for each team, so three to four dogs per team ready to go. Uh, FMC, fully mission capable and ready to train and good to go. Yeah. Uh,
1: How long were you in the senior enlisted position?
0: Not long and praise the Lord for that because that was, that was, that was, it was was outside of where I should have been, right? I, I mean, I can speak to it well i can do it well but when you get into that position you're going up to to the you know talking to Warcom, and it's oh. like uh ah, whoa i just give the a-dub yeah. <laughs> i don't want to talk to you guys was uh i mean was it a, a warrant in that position before you were no so in, there was a warrant who started it um or helped get it to his inception and we always have an oic and we have a SCA. Never had an LPO. Didn't really even count as an LPO. It was a made-up position for me to get there. But the SCA and the OIC are just guys that are sitting in a holding pattern, either going to their next man or getting out. So they're not vested into it, and it's not their fault either. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're being told, hey, while you're sitting here at group, you're gonna do this, and oh, by the way, you have to also do the OIC or SCA of the kennel. Yeah. So my SCA at the time was like, hey, I'm 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 bumping up, going to go back to a team and you're going to fill the gap for a little bit. And that's how I got to that point. Yeah. And I was managing the budget and allocating it. And yeah, which was cool. Cause I got to build some cool stuff for the dog program. Yeah. And indoor, it, indoor training facility it was awesome. Really? Yeah. I got a clamshell and I turfed it and, And we built a couple of a little mini kill house in the upstairs of it. So I had my own space that I can then run my guys through and the dogs, new dogs that came in metal steps. You could see through, I mean, I made sure that it was, you know, we had a rope hanging, we could, you know, very short rappel, very short, but just a fam. Yeah. And when it's shitty and raining in Virginia beach, man, it'd be nice to go inside and train. So, so that was a, that was a really big boost for us. That's
1: really cool. Um, At this point, do you have any more kids or is it still just the one?
0: So yeah, I did. I, I came home from my 19 deployment. I had had my little girl, and uh, yeah, that was a good one. Now yeah. she, she was she's she's super special, and so now I've got two little ones. So it made sense for me to take the knee to kind of come down to the shore to, you know, to the shore duty. Um, mind you, now we're getting close to COVID time, very close to COVID time. Yeah. So it starts getting very weird um, going into that period. But yeah, I had my daughter and
1: went into. So, how, I mean, how did that change your guys' daily routine?
0: Did it completely alter it? With the kids? Uh, no, with the, oh, coach, the COVID. So. Oh, yeah. So COVID was a big deal. Um, obviously, we're essential because the dogs have to be clean fed and upkept. You know, they're alive. So the contracted training company was there, hands down. And me and the kennel master, we do have a kennel master there. He's an MA, uh, like most, most, uh, at least most places in the Navy have him. And we had to run a blue-gold schedule because they didn't want us all there. Um and training, you know, we were kind of off the grid, so no one knew we really existed, kind of. So we got away with, you know, doing what we wanted to do. wasn't too bad. To me, it's
1: fascinating and alarming that uh, the whole COVID
0: experience had the impact that it had on our military. Well, yeah. it got me out. Yeah. It forced me out. Really? Yeah, I didn't take it. No shit. I, didn't refu- I refused it, and my uh, EOS lined up, and it was a complete and utter – Abortion an alleyway for me because I had to put a religious rate waiver in, like most guys kick the can down the road long enough until It was my time to go and I literally made the choice I think I got out in like 61 days. Wow, no plan no job. No, nothing. No, doubt, no kids Our two kids in a family no. just said nope it's, yeah. This doesn't feel right guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right and uh, and unfortunately it wasn't what the brochure said, the experience anymore. So yeah. it was taking my smile. So yeah. it was talking. to me.
1: No, good for you. I, I, yeah. I applaud that. I think, uh, how, how do you, how does it sit with you now looking back and seeing the military saying, Hey, if you want to come back in, cause you didn't do it, you know, you're welcome. Like how many of those guys are like, fuck you. I'm not coming back in. Do you know anybody that's come back in?
0: No. And all the guys were already at that point of fuck you yeah. because of how they were being treated. The guys that were saying, Hey, this doesn't feel right. I don't think I agree with this. I mean, they got railroaded. Oh man! I mean, I, I know, I know on the, I know on the West Coast they were pretty powerful movement over there, and on the East Coast they just corralled these dudes in an office and said, check in every day. We don't care, you know. Like it was, you are blackballed, man. Like it was really, dying. yeah. They wanted you under MA supervision. I mean, it was what, dude? Guys were for not getting the shot. Guys were fighting for their lives, man. Dude, what fighting for their lives, dude? It was crazy. Um.
1: Dude, that's, that's embarrassing.
0: It's very embarrassing. And uh, it got to the point with me, my wife and I were, were you know, yeah. holding tight saying, hey, well, if we feel this way, then we're being told it's time to get to leave. Yeah. Wow. Um, but then, I, I, f- I feel like you, like you to answer your question, I, I feel like it's complete utter dog shit that they're yeah. going to welcome people back that they kicked out.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no way I would do it. Absolutely you know? not. No Matter way. of fact,
0: I'm going to come after you and probably sue you, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think <laughs> I think they should. Yep. Uh, do you know about how many guys, refu- like how many no shit
0: active duty SEALs, refused the shot and were forced out of the military? I do you don't know? have that number. Ballpark, but, dozens, hundreds. I would say dozens because I know in the West. Coast, I think the, the group in the West Coast that kind of started it, like, hey, we're going to lawyer up. This doesn't feel right. It was a pretty big group of dudes. I don't think it, I think it was somewhere ten or more. Yeah. And I know in the and on the East Coast, it was guys were on a daily mission. Like, well, if I don't do this, then I got you know. And that was. Okay, another dozen, two dozen dudes that were in a holding pattern of what their future was going to be. And these weren't all like new guys. Yeah. This is war, you know, veterans that yeah. were like, this does not feel right. That's absurd. Yep. Absolutely
1: absurd. Yep. Um so all right, so you play that game long enough to at least get out without having to be kicked out. Yeah, uh, I got my honor,
0: got my honorable, which was good. Did the the were the guys that were forced out for not getting the shot? Did they get threatened. other than honorable? I believe so. Or they getting threatened with that? I believe, if not dishonorable, because you were getting hit by you were not you were disobeying a direct order.
1: To me, this sucks for two reasons, right? Uh, actually, more than two reasons. But the primary two are that I get the hey, when you sign up, like you can't refuse all the other inoculations, and in right. Buk- you can't be like, right. no, I don't want that one. They're like, right. this is what you are getting. You signed up. That's part of the deal. I get that. Where this is different is, is that, you know, that's not one that you signed up to get. Number one, and number two, it's like, you know, you, I mean, you can argue till we're all blue in the face about the efficacy or the lack of efficacy of it. But the fact that it was, you know, essentially experimental, it was rushed through. It wasn't part of the program when you signed up, It you know, it's, it's kind of an oddball. It, you know, to me from a legality standpoint, it's kind of a weird gray area that way. Like, you know, where I think it's the most disheartening is that, you know, to take guys, say, look, like I could understand if the Navy said we would like everybody to get it, but we're not right. going to force you to get it. Right. You know? Um, you
0: can suggestive sell to me all day long. Yeah. I <laughs> but mean, I have to have a choice.
1: Yeah. To, to me, that that is how they should have handled it. To, to legitimately, like, slap your dick on the counter and say, if you don't get this, we're, we're kicking – qualified combat veteran active duty Navy SEALs out of the military because you won't take this fucking shot to me. It says so much more about what, what I've been bitching about since you and you and I have have come in contact with each other since last night. And just, just the lack of overall quality leadership and and the higher you go, the worse it gets, you know? And, And to me, this is as clear cut of an example that exists, uh, you know, of that, um, from a morale standpoint, from a, an overall community vibe, if you will, you know, you've, you've gotten out, how the fuck is there a fly flying around in here, (laughs) especially in this weather? (laughs) Bryce handle that way. Um, the, uh, from your perspective having gotten out fairly recently, um, how would you characterize the overall morale of, of the
0: seal community right now? I have more conversations on a weekly basis with the guys that are so lost because they lost what they feel as a part of them when they had to inevitably leave the SEAL teams before they wanted to. Yeah. Um, I was one of them. And I think between that instance, the situation we're talking about now and then everything else, because the op tempo isn't where it was. And now everyone's so focused on, I hate to say, but like haircuts and shaves and stuff that I understand we joined the military and there has to be some bearing there. I'm not going to say we're special, so we should get special, but, we should be focused on our priority and that's defending this country at the highest level. Yeah. And I don't think that that's necessarily the priority all the time. And I think from the, the mafia, you know, the little E5 E6 mafia it's um, they're still going to be pipe hitters and they're still going to get after it. But I think that a lot of guys are really looking at it like, man, it's not what the brochure said. Yeah. And I think that it's heartbreaking. It was for me, it was really difficult to to make that transition out when I wasn't done I had plenty left in me to give to the Navy, um, and uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of my buddies. It's a weekly conversation on what's next. What do we do next? Yeah. How how do we navigate this space that we didn't anticipate being in? And I found my you know found my silver lining, found my found my light through helping others get out with what they're entitled for, you know to get out yeah. with. So. Yeah. It, it, it's low. Morale is low, my friend. Let's yeah. just to put it in a nutshell. Very low. And yeah. I'm talking with guys coming off, you know, coming off the, the birds now from deployment and, you know, on, on my coast, it's we, we, we got to get across the street. We got to get over to the command. Like we're trying to we want to we want to take the next step forward, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think from a from a again, from a big picture standpoint, I, you know, would would beg to differ a little bit in that. uh you know, it's called Naval special warfare. I know. Special operations. No, you know, so so to me, you know, whether you're shaved or not, or your uniform looks a certain way, it's like, yeah, you're in the military, but special operations are unconventional, unconventional by design. Correct. And I, I think you should, you should always look at, like I was saying last night, you know, to me, the, the simplest question that, you should always ask yourself when you're deciding whether or not to do something is, does it make us a more effective war fighting force? The answer is yes, do it. To me, if, if you're expecting guys to be, uh, as blended in and, and as, um, kind of autonomous as possible within the military to go execute anti-terrorism and, and quick strike raids and unconventional warfare, to me, the, the smart answer is we'll let them from a uniform and, and, code standpoint let them be however they need to be to be good at that you know um, I think being clean shaven with a high and tight has no bearing on that you know and 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 if anything you know the amount of time that you spend going through training and getting to that point is something that very few people uh, obtain and, and if something as simple as letting guys have beards and out of reg tattoos and fucking p- ponytails or top knots they look like Vikings or, or whatever, if that helps them feel more like a, a, a band of brothers, if it raises morale, why not do it? You know, It's man, not hurting anything. We need you back, man. Yeah. We need you back, bro. <laughs> I and mean, to me, like that seems like a pretty simple equation. Like, the, like there's nothing complicated about it. And, no. and, and, and I would say further, like if, if you disagree with me, change my mind. Right. Like t- tell me how keeping guys super clean and clean cut. And tell me how that improves morale and, and war fighting capability. Cause right. if it doesn't, then fuck off. Right. It stresses know? people out is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for it. Like let them worry about the shit that they should be
0: worried about, which is right. kicking ass. Right. And if it's not kicking ass training to go take kick ass, like that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, it, it seems, uh,
1: Again, I mean, at this point, I feel like an outsider having been out for as long as I've been out. Uh, I mean, I've been out longer now than I was in for, you know. So, um, you know, I've I've been gone from the community for 15 years. And uh, it just seems like the longer I'm out and the further I kind of pull back from being blinders on, active duty, waving the flag, towing the company line, the more I'm just like, man, there's a lot of dumb shit that goes on that there's no reason for it to go on. Like it's one thing if you got to do something that sucks, but it makes sense and it's just something you got to do because it sucks. Right. But there should be a reason for that. And it just doesn't seem like in most cases, the things that are driving guys out of the military, that there's even a a good reason for why it's being enforced. Nope. Nope. Um, All right. So next question would be, had you stayed in, what would that have looked like? Did did you intend on going to team six? Did you have
0: any thought processes with of that, with how many guys you knew absolutely um great question, and at the beginning, yes, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind i'm i'm going, I'm going to make it, I'm going to succeed um, after that last deployment, the smile was gone, man, and uh I wasn't going to waste their time or my time for another selection process that i wasn't hundred percent in anymore yeah um I thought that was it it would it would be doing a disservice to their to that program because it is. It is the elite, and I'm doing a disservice to myself and my family. If I'm not in it, and I don't have the heart for that, if I'm already questioning whether or not I should, don't bother, man. That's not for you anymore. And I was luckily mature enough and real with myself enough to say, as much as you might have in the tank, it doesn't matter, man. If your heart is not into that, where, where where you were, then don't do it. Yeah.
1: Do you, I'm assuming you have uh, friends that you've gone through training with that are there.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Do you keep in touch with them enough to be able to describe if that command is plagued similarly with the same issues that the tier three assets are?
0: I think that there's a lot more freedom of movement on some of the stuff we have discussed, obviously, because they are worried about a different, you know, the mission, right? Um, it's run more like a business from what I understand over there, a Fortune 500 company, which is good to hear. Um but they do still I mean guys still run into some issues, you know, obviously the grooming standards, which is which crazy to your point when you say, Hey guys, do what you fuck you want to do. And you look at the boys that made it over there and you go see them six months later. It's like they have it, but it's done nicely. Mm-hmm. Like they made the choice to grow it, trim it and make it look good. Yeah. By themselves. So it's like, why wouldn't you implement that on, like I said, tier three. Um, but no, as far as they're concerned, man, they're, they're where they need to be. Um, They're happy with where they're at. Um, But guys are always looking for the next best thing, whatever that might be. So I know a few guys that are like, hey, this isn't going to be the long term for me. Love it. It's great. Might not be exactly what I thought it was going to be just because of the way the world's working right now, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think anybody's regrets it, you you, know. Yeah.
1: Do you know if any guys from that command refused the shot and were booted because of it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Um, It'd be interesting
0: to find out, though. Yeah.
1: Me, even from the grooming standard thing like it, you know if people make it look presentable or you know whatever again i, I look at it purely from a does it move we'll, well put yourself in in the enemy's shoes right right so to to me like if i'm the bad guy and i'm fighting the united states a dude that looks like he just fucking crawled out of a sewer you know and got electrocuted on the right. way here right That guy's going to terrify me way more than some clean-cut or well-groomed GQ model-looking motherfucker carrying a gun. Now, granted, I mean, at that point, looks don't really even fucking matter. However, it does play a role. I mean, in Afghanistan, Iraq, and even going back to Vietnam, you know, the men with green green faces thing, they're seeing guys with, you know, beards and fucking blue jeans and, you know, ponytails and weird shit that they're not used to seeing. And they're like, who the fuck are these guys? And they were terrified of them. I mean... Just like a dog from a psychological component has a huge impact on the enemy, dudes that look totally different than everybody else also has an impact that same way. And, and to me, that that's not nothing. More importantly, it's just if that's how the guys want to rock it, let them rock it. You know? right. I mean, more, more importantly than even trying to justify that it's the better way to do it, I just think, again, going back to the morale thing and, and letting guys – you know, here's, here's what I need done. How you go do it, I don't give a fuck. You uh, know? That'd be nice. I mean, that, it just makes way more sense. I will tell you, like, anybody who owns a small business, not Fortune 500, but a small business, understands you hire people that are good enough and that you trust enough to, to give them the autonomy to fucking, you know, a, achieve the objective however they need to achieve it, and you stay the fuck out of their way. Because it's like, if, if you've got to micromanage them, well, then I don't need you. Like if I've got to hold your hand and and make you do things, then fuck, I'll do it. Yep. You know, um, and you know, like it's very obvious that guys in military leadership positions haven't run small businesses, don't understand that. Uh, you know, to me, anybody that micromanages, it's like, dude, you're creating so much extra work for yourself. It's true. And it also says that you don't trust the guy who you've put in the position to to do whatever it is that you're asking of him. So why is he there? Right. Uh, it's mind boggling anyway, moving on. All right. So ultimately you decide to get out now in that last couple of years in more of a leadership role, the kennel, you saw Mickey deploy several times. Did any of the dogs um, in that command while you were there, uh, were there any exceptional stories uh, from, from any of them that
0: you got passed down? Um, I don't think anything in particular. It was, uh, unfortunately it, it was, it's, it got very mild, yeah. very mild, and so we were doing shit. we were fighting just to get a dog on the bird to go on deployment. That's oh, wow. where that's where we started getting to after I, you know, yeah. we were just trying to get these dogs to deploy. Yeah, and um, that that became the challenge, and just to get them out, and it was tough because then you had handlers again, not necessarily 100% bought in. Well, I'm a sniper too, man. You know, I can I can snipe right. Yeah. I can you know if I can't do it with the dog, so I'd rather just. And that's the, I'm like, dude, you've been here for two years working this dog, and you're telling me you're not going to bring him on deployment? Yeah, yeah. So that's tough, you know. Yeah. So not a lot of stories, man. Not a lot of good coming out of anywhere. Um, I think the West Coast was still having some some success with their MPCs, and and at that time, 2020, the NPC program was really starting to slow down on the East Coast. Really starting to slow down. Yeah. Big time.
1: That's uh, that's too bad. You know, it, uh, it's heartbreaking to hear that. Stuff that capability is, is dissipating as things slow down because, as we all know, that's not a light switch you can just turn on if things fire Ooh. back
0: up. Like, it takes years to build those programs. Three to five is what I estimated. Yeah. Three to five to get you some uh, a, a, a full mission capable program to where yeah. I can get you dogs out of it. If you mothball this, you don't even give me at least two dogs to just maintain yeah. It'll take you three to five to get it back, and by that time, how many people have lost their legs in their life from IEDs? Yeah, well, yeah, and, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, and and just the capability, the the knowledge. Why uh, lose that? Yeah, I mean, it goes it goes away. It's yeah. Uh, why lose that? Yeah. Uh, all right, so if, if you could walk us through kind of the the mental process that you went through as you got out, and and kind of what like what's next? Obviously, your your hand is forced a little bit. You end up, um, you know, in in a position where because you're principled and, and holding to that principle, it's kind of making you go a certain route that you weren't planning on. Yep. What's going through your mind and and ultimately kind of how did you uh, work through
0: that? A lot of stress, man. It was a very stressful time for my family and I, Um, I didn't have a plan. Um, Luckily I had uh, some good friends in my neighborhood who got me into real estate. Um, So that started supplementing the monetary side of things, which is a huge part of it. But I mean, anyone who's gotten out recently will tell you that the money's one thing, like what you're doing next, but it's also like in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I truly felt I was for a little bit losing a part of who I was, not being a SEAL anymore. Um, So that was tough, you know. And once I started moving through that and navigating that and finding people who were feeling the same way I was feeling, that was huge. You know, getting back on the horse and saying, okay, what's, what's right look like now, you know you still got to continue mission in different in a different place in a different setting. So, um, luckily I have the support system of my wife who was there and always had my back and, uh, worked through some of the darkest times in our marriage at that time. Right. Um, you know, I was jaded. I was pissed. I was mad. I was fuck the Navy. I mean, you, yeah, you name it. I was just mad about it. And unfortunately they became the punching bag at home. Yeah. So I had to write that ship real quick. Right. Um, yeah. So started getting some things off my chest and starting talking to guys that were going through the same thing and finding, Hey, this is, this is helpful. So that was a big part of kind of making that transition out of there. So, yeah. That's tough. Uh, and then plant-based medicine. Really? Oh yeah. Well tell, tell us about that. Oh yeah. Uh, plant-based medicine, uh, absolutely changed my life. It was, um, what, what, what medicines? Ibogaine are? and, uh, the toad. Oh, toad you did that up. whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did you uh, go to Mexico and do it? I yeah. did. Yeah, I did. Um, and, through some great individuals and actually a guy that was in my platoon got with him and he was all in he had went and now he was, he was going to go, you know, help hold ceremonies. And I got with him, we were him, Me and him were super close and he kind of mentored me and was helping me with my breathing and kind of getting that stress out. And I went and did that and uh, went to Mexico, um, did the retreat, an absolute life-changing event for me. Um, you know, through everything through my childhood through the military had a lot of things that are kind of pent up had some demons that i was working through but i always wore the smile yeah. i was the guy that always had the smile wearing the mask i'll make you comfortable make you happy but inside i'm probably dying right yeah so mexico so
1: you were the, the people pleaser
0: always baby oh yeah, yeah. i was the i was the <laughs> gee dunk guy in the platoon you yeah. need nicotine you need caffeine i got you man like i was always there to help you know percocets make, You have a line on those? (laughs) (laughs) Those weren't weren't floating around. No, no. You got to talk to the corpsman for that. Yeah, they want the, it's like SARMs. and (laughs) stuff. So uh, that was, where were we?
1: Well, the, when you went to Mexico.
0: Yeah, Mexico. I began. um, Super terrified of that, right? You know, so I'm doing the prep work for all that and um, realizing that the organization I was doing it through was top notch, man. They absolutely knocked it out of the park, made you feel really good about it and, Felt safe, felt good. Um, I again was a good eighteen hours of horrific and wonderful.
1: <laughs> so I've I've not done it. I've had an, yeah. a number of guests that have, and 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 it seems like it's a pretty similar encounter yep. or experience for most guys. But there's nuance. Yep. Where it's it's still different for everybody. Yeah, I am curious. In that eighteen hours, um, a lot of people have said that it was like. almost watching your childhood on TV or, or like in visions or in chapters that some things that you hadn't even remembered that you've gone through, some were memorable in a good way. Some were terrifying.
0: Is that kind of how it was? Absolutely. So uh, for me, it was a lot of visuals, which was awesome. That's how the whole experience began, um, which was really cool. What I found is it was uh, the reason why I was struggling is the ego was not where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. It was driving the ship. It was controlling everything I was doing. And it had, that ego had got me where I was. It got me to that point yeah. because it was my security blanket. It was my safety. It was the hard charger. It was it. That thing needed to get put back into place, and that soul needed to drive the ship again, man. Yeah. And that's what that again did for me. And from what I saw from that, it was um, a complete eye-opening experience. Um, it helped put the ego in ch- not in check but where it needed to be. Um, just gained a lot of purpose, which I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. I found uh, a lot of pride in myself. I had never been proud of anything I had done. Teams, business, even my family to a certain degree, I just was always looking for the next best thing. So what what was the purpose that you drew out of that? Man, spread it. Just spread that love and that smile, man. You've got so much to give to everybody. You can literally take somebody who's sitting in the bottom of their pit and their trench, and you have the ability to bring them up out of that, man, and you have to share that. doing a disservice to human to everyone around you if you don't pour into them the way you know you can that's powerful yeah and i and i realized how powerful that was um when i was there and a little disappointing i'd been wasting so much time you know what i mean um but when i had found that purpose um and i got to bring that home and i saw my kids and my family in a whole new light dude it was When you first saw them, did, did you get emotional after going through that? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because they were such a pivotal part of the whole process for me. Yeah. Um, because that's what I hold to the highest level is my wife, my two kids. Yeah, um, they are they are my everything. So they played a huge role in that in that experience and that journey. And not all of it was good, man. Yeah, some of it was terrifying. Sure, yeah, really, really terrifying. But what that did, what that let me know is um, I'm not in control. Stop trying to be in control of everything. Uh, enjoy what's in front of you, dude. Yeah. Like, you better enjoy what's in front of you. We talked about it last night. She was three. Yeah. Now she's, you know, yeah. <laughs> now no, she's not. So yeah. Yeah. so it, it. don't get me wrong, I have my good days and bad days, of course. But I would think that if you talk to, you know, people who were close to me, they would say, yeah, man, he came back, he came back a, a better Chris and a better friend and a better husband. That was my whole goal was just to be the better version of myself, man. Yeah. And it did that for me. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. How yeah. long ago did you do it? Uh, We are four or five, almost six months, six months. Yeah. And I completely made a life change. I stopped traveling. I stopped, you know, leaving the house cause I was still leaving 30 days on contracting, which was still weighing heavy on my family. And I was like, that's yeah. all done, man. Yeah. This, this is the why, why am I not here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Do, if, if, and uh, yeah, all everything you say you do is for them, but you're never there. Yeah. So you're not there, dude. You're not yeah. doing, you know, so. Yeah.
1: That's a tricky thing as a, as a father, I think. Um, there's such a, a fine line or a, you know, a, t- a tough road to walk in terms of providing right. versus being there. And, and a lot of times they're kind of at odds with each other. You yeah. know it's like to it's like where do you find that happy medium of providing enough to where you you feel like right. you're doing it? Right. Versus, okay, now it's an excess and and now your ego is has taken over and compromised. Mm-hmm the basic necessities you Absolutely. Know, and, that, and that's such a
0: tough fucking road to walk. You well, know? With high, high, high performance people. You yeah. Know what I mean, G- people who are driven and motivated and always yeah. want to outperform. So that was something yeah. I knew. And, and will be honest with you, man, it, it went from my, the mindset was different. Uh, faith was stronger. Um, my physical activities and my intake changed. Yeah. I realized during that, that I wasn't working out cause I liked it. I was working out cause I was running. Mm. I was running from my problems and it was an outlet. Yeah. And uh, I, I realized that quick that my unhealthy relationship with physical activity um, wasn't only actually hurting my mental capacity, but also breaking my body down faster than I needed it yeah. to. Right. So it's yeah. like, let's just slow yeah. that all down, man.
1: I've seen a lot of studies, not a lot. I've seen a few studies on, uh, on distance running being like the most common uh, outlet for that.
0: And that's what I got into, man. It was yeah. bad. I went, I mean, well, long story short, I got exposed as a new guy. Uh, my Master Chief beat me on a monster mash, yeah. and a good, a good solid pipe hitter was like Master Chief never beats y'all on me. So yeah. from there on, I was a runner. Yeah. And then it got really unhealthy, man. I was like yeah. 220 pounds, trying to run like oh. 150, 200 miles a month. And it's just, you yeah. know, I just didn't have that, man. Over it's yeah, that hard on
1: you. Yeah. Um, is there a most
0: terrifying vision that you experienced during mm-hmm. the Ibigain thing? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a hard one to share. I won't lie to you, man. Um, it had to do with my kids. And uh, it wasn't pretty. I couldn't help. I was helpless. Um,
1: like they were in trouble, and you couldn't oh, help. Oh, they
0: it? just got smashed, man! It was terrible. It was so vivid. That was that was the that was the thing. You'd get these HD visions because before I'm getting like Matrix code of shit passing by me. Like this was is awesome, but then it turns into like a movie, and then it was like, fuck, that sucked, man. Don't and some of it wasn't real. None of it was real. Oh, okay. But for some reason, I'm being shown this. Yeah. And that was the dissection the next day was like, okay, what? that sucked. We all agree. What's the why? And it was a control thing for me, man. That ego wants to control everything. There's some things you're not going to control. Yeah. And I had to get shown that in probably the worst way. And my little girl had to be the bearer of bad news for me. Yeah. During
1: that 18 hours, does it feel like 18 hours? Does it feel like a month? Is, is there any concept of
0: time? <laughs> Yes, for me because I did what they told me not to do. <laughs> like any good team guy, yeah. I just snuck a watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey. So no, it was the hey, man. You're in your bed. You're set up. You're like legitimately good to go. They're like, hey, don't get up. You got a nice piss container. I mean, the best piss container next to your bed you've ever seen. Not a Gatorade bottle. Not a Coke bottle. This thing fits everything and nice, perfect. I'm like, well, I don't want to piss in that. Like, well, if you get up, your equilibrium's off. You're going to get ill. You're going to get nauseous. Fuck you. No, I'm not. <laughs> I got a piss. So I get up, ooh, there it is. I'm all jacked up. and um, Like room spinning? Yeah, out. room spinning, absolutely no bounce. And I laughed. I was like, oh, they're fucking right. I, I can't, I, you know, make my way to the bathroom, being as stubborn as I can be, refuse help from the nurse, you know what I mean? Look down on the toilet, and I'm like, I'm going to puke now. Sweet. So I'm dry heaving. And, uh, you know, I look up, and there's a clock. And I'm like, oh, I've only been here for like 40 it's only been <laughs> like 40 shit. minutes i've been under and a wow. lot has happened wow and the dudes next to me are going through it because yeah. you have noise cancellation headphones on like you're in your own space so you saw the other dudes
1: oh you're it's room of five and so what what did it look like are they like shivering and shaking and being awful?
0: no depends some guys are super just in their own zone and other guys are seeing their worst nightmare
1: i mean what does that look like visually the guys uh, that are seeing seeing
0: it they're going through it, man. I mean, they're they're thrashing a little bit. They're trying to get away. They're some of them are, you know, very audible. Yeah. You know, um, but they're working through their thing, man. And uh, you know, when I realized I had been under for 14, well, let's backtrack. First, I blew the vein where they had the catheter. So they had given me the medicine, and then I'm like, shit, I just blew this. You got to redo it. So by the time they had refixed it, everything had kicked in. So that first 15 minutes was eaten up by that. Then I go to the toilet and see the clock. Um, and then I just said, you know what, forget it, man. Let go, get in it. Like, just get in it. And I did, and I saw a lot more. Um, you're always gonna see the demon. You're always, I mean, from when I, from my experiences, a lot of people have seen a lot of the same entity. And what happens with that entity could be different depending on how you're handling things. Some people are getting drugged down to their death. Other people get their sword and their shield and they get to fight these adversaries. I was fortunate enough, I had, I had faith, I was able to fight my my adversaries in that moment, which was cool.
1: Uh, Can you describe what you saw as far as a demon?
0: Absolutely. Um, So as it appeared to me first, it was just pitch black because you have a nice face mask on. And then it'll be, you know, it was these red little beady eyes that came across, I say the screen, but kind of my viewing path. And I'm like, all right, here we go. All right. Uh, You know, kind of had been read in a little bit about this from some buddies. Um, and, uh, sc- just kind of scuttles past me again. And then he shows his face and it's pointy, pointy horns. I mean, full blown demon, man. It's a demon. Like it looks like the devil. Absolutely. Fucking literally, man. Um, and then his boys came and there's a bunch of them. Oh, All look man. the same for you. Yeah. And I'm screaming, let's fucking go, man. All right. Cause I knew this moment was coming eventually. So I'm going to be the hard ass and I'm going to do it to attack it that way. Nah, that wasn't going to work for me, man. Um, so I uh, got got yeah, pretty pretty nervous about it all, man. During that situation, and they they weren't going away, and they were, you know, it's just visuals, things, you know. And uh, you know, I I I kind of looked behind me. I remember, and there was a light. And I was like, man, I'm not alone. I'm good to go. There's a light behind me. It blinded them, burned them. And they all retracted back into their hole and left me alone because I knew I had the light behind me, man. So it wasn't until you looked behind you yeah. where you realized you could defeat it. Yeah. That's fucking intense, and The man. light, the light, man. All I can yeah. say is
1: the light. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful, man. Um, I am curious, during that, if you want to call it a trip or a journey experience, yeah. whatever... Is it, is it kind of like a lucid dream or like, do you have the ability to make decisions like yeah, that? Yeah. 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 So I, I can make the
0: decision. Hey, I'm gonna take a break. Really? so it's, now, now that's dangerous because a lot of the settings I was getting is my brain was like, okay, you remember what this room looks like, but it was adding things that weren't really there. Right. And I remember being in one scenario where I was in my son's room and I could vividly remember like, I'm in my kid's room. Like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Um, But then, if you take the mask off, the blindfold off, my biggest fear was is I didn't want to see shit with the mask off. I wanted everything to kind of stay compartmentalized here, right? In in this zone, versus me looking at the bookshelf and that little motherfucker's crawling across the bookshelf, and now I'm really gonna lose my shit, right? So I tried to keep, I tried to control things and keep things kind of where I was comfortable, but knew that I was gonna get the best experience, which was laying down horizontal, headphones on, mask on, and just take this in. Yeah, yeah. How did it end? It ended with, um, it kind of simmers down, the visuals start to lighten up, but you've been in it so long, you can kind of call things up, like I was, hey, show me a whale, show me this, and I would be cool. So when you get out of it, sun comes up, I'm one of those guys that gets up early, starts moving, I gotta be the first out of bed and shit like that, so I get up and uh, some guys are still in it, fully in it, like really having a bad moment, and I'm like, hey, I think I'm done, so... Nurses come up and go, okay, we're going to give you a hit of vitamins, you know, through your IV. We'll give you an IV bag, you know, keep you get you back up. You need to still probably just chill out for another six hours, I think she said. And I looked there, like yeah, I'm hungry now, so uh, popped up, went downstairs, met with some of the people that were down there, and realized I was the only guy there that had done the medicine. And uh, they're like, "You sure you want to be up right now?" I'm, like, "Yeah, I'm good to go, dude. I'm ready to rock." <laughs> yeah man they were like i think you should lay. i think you're right i'm gonna go lay back down now so wow
1: yeah that's that's it's neat to hear you walk walk through it um and again i've i've talked to a number of guys who've been through it and it's it's fascinating for me to get each guy's own experience because they're all different right it's like they're similar but different absolutely
0: um so you go home it's life-changing um well there's another medicine you do oh okay you get that one you get the ibogaine Day one, you chill. Day two, day three, you're gonna go and you're gonna go. I think it's I think DMT something, DMT meo five or something like that. Uh, the toad venom, which was supposed to be the bow and the cherry, but guys are like traumatized from the night. <laughs> so they're they're waving off, saying, "I think we're good. I think we're just gonna hang with what we got." And this stuff makes you pretty. I mean, you're down for a little bit. We had an older an older guy there who jacked him up pretty good. It was took him a minute to get his bearings back, but um, so we get down and go do the toad and I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be, you know, but this, I know we're, um, inhaling, right. We're smoking this one. So I'm thinking we're going to, you know, do it old school. We're going to pow up. So everyone's sitting puff, on their, little, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all going to enjoy this together. No, this yeah. is one by one. Yeah. And for good reason, because this is uh, this one is a, uh, this one you got to let go. Hmm. This one is about you. This one's really about you, not necessarily. Um, and that was, you need to do the, you need to do both. You, you have to finish it up with that toad because that that is the bow on top of the present for you. It puts everything in perspective. It is where I found my purpose. It's where I found my gratitude. It's where I found my self-love. It's where I found, hey, man, you have a special gift. You need to go out there and go spread this thing, man, out. Go give it to everybody that you can. Um, that's what the toad did. And that was, I mean, it's screaming, laughing, crying all at once, man. It's so many emotions at once. Very specifically, I'll give you a quick one here. You're taking multiple hits. It's a handshake hit on the first one, right? You're just kind of feeling it out. And then you have the option you want to continue. I continued. Um, That second one was the real deal. I remember not wanting to give in, like just not wanting to give up, because I knew the feeling that I was feeling, and it was one of death. It felt like I was slipping away, Um, which has to happen. Um, Because if you've been reborn, you've got to obviously, you know, you got to pass. So I popped up, mask off, like, I don't, uh uh-uh. And and the facilitators just looked at me, crying, mask on, and I give in. And I thank them so much for that moment right there. Just looking at you. Yeah, I thank them so much for that moment. They They didn't say a word, but I knew what he was saying. You ain't fucking done, bro lay back down you need this um and i did and i let go and i looked at the other facilitator before i went down i was like hey man just make sure you bring me back bro just yeah. bring me back because yeah. i can feel me i can feel it and you feel it and uh yeah was it the the dad at target raised eyebrows
1: stop fucking with that <laughs> look you know what i'm talking about
0: don't have to say shit it's like
1: motherfucker you didn't
0: have to say anything to me and the dude was so crispy that's clean awesome. with how he did it man it was perfect yeah, yeah that's oh, great that perfect what a wild journey, man. That's a good one, and how, and that's much shorter, right? Oh yeah, that's 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's easy day. And then you get out of that, and then you're upstairs. You're hugging, crying. Every I mean, I've never gotten so close with four other dudes that you never, never met, and not they weren't team guys. They were just different branches of the military, bro. I talked to a couple of those guys like daily. Yeah, um, you just can't you can't build the bond faster than oh. that. And that medicine brought you close because then we got to share. Yeah, we had to share what we went through. Uh, from from when that hit
1: stops yeah. uh, and you kind of come back down and you you bond and all that how, how much longer are you there and do that
0: before you go home oh you're um so that cleans up that's sunday and then you're out of there monday okay yeah it's it's a quick turn. That's like 72 hours max i think yeah wow
1: it's a neat neat uh neat experience neat journey for sure i appreciate you sharing
0: yeah it. man thank you for listening all right. that's yeah. that's a good one for me right yeah. there that's
1: um so you go back home and then, kind of now what? So
0: it's six months ago ish. Right. Uh, so what? Now what? Well, you leave out of there and you're on cloud nine, and they tell you that. I mean, you get the whole AAR, which is going to happen week one, week two, and uh, they do a great job, I think, uh, filling in the the spouses too. Yeah. What to expect, right? You know, because everyone has really high expectations because everyone there has been is was in the pit. Yeah. I mean, we got guys there that you know, we didn't want to be there and didn't want to be anywhere anymore. So they were, they were, they were down, man. And I was, I was following them. So to come home and see your people, um, joyous moment, still digesting a lot of what happened. And with my mouth, I want to go run to my wife and tell her everything, but I knew I needed to kind of take that slowly, um, for me, right. Cause I was still digesting quite a bit, but and then once we got into it and I was, you know, did explain to her the the, the journey and how I think she realizes how in, pivotal she is in my life and how much of it was with her. I think it, it, it helped bring us a lot closer, man, when I went home. And I think that I was a, a lot calmer. Again, I have my good days and bad days. You know what I mean? I don't want to say that this is all sunshines and rainbows, but the journey just starts when you get home. Yeah. Now you really got to put the work in, man. And that was something where I was nervous thinking I was going to fail. Um, cause I'll start something and not want to finish it all the way. But this was so important to me and important to my family that to this day, i am still working on the breathing, sitting down and meditating, doing things that are, again, are going to move the needle for my family and my situation. If they're not, I shouldn't be doing them. Um, it's not a hair trigger anymore. I've got that couple seconds to get that tactical pause before I outburst or have a moment. So it's given me a lot of great tools. It's given me something I've never had in my life, and that's delayed gratification. The ability to accept delayed gratification and things take time. And it it brought me back, and it, it gave me my smile back. And I think I'm a – actually, I, I know I'm a better husband, friend, and uh, father for it. Yeah. It's awesome stuff,
1: man. Um, from a professional standpoint, you come back, yep.
0: uh, still doing real estate stuff? or It put me to the next level. Yeah. And look, I mean, we're going to get into it, but – Look at everything that's happening right now. Yeah, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have the capacity to be doing what I'm doing without it, yeah. without that journey. So, yeah, so still in real estate. Um, had made some switches in real estate, moving around different brokers, um, and was doing some contract and security work as any solid, good team guy getting out would do. Yeah, <laughs> you know no what I mean? With, with no plan. So uh, living that contractor life for a little bit, and then I really got it dialed in and said, okay, what, what you want to be home? I want to coach. I want to do things that I want to do. That I'm not, you know. We talked about. I want to be home and present, so uh, I worked on that and made that the priority and the focus. And um, I've been absolutely blessed to be sitting here on this podcast in the position that I'm in right now, with everything that you and your team have done for my family, um, and and Mickey. Um, yeah. No, I mean it's a it's an honor to do it. You know,
1: it really is. Thank I mean, you, man. I can't thank you enough for uh, for a doing all the things that you do and being a part of the team. Uh, be coming and sharing your story and, and being, um, you know, transparent, Yeah, you know, and, and sharing that stuff. Cause some of those things aren't easy to, easy to talk about or, or, uh, or share with, you know, the public. Um, but they're important, you know, and I, I really can't thank you enough for doing it. Appreciate you, Mike. Yeah. Um, I guess just real quick then, uh, what do you see in the future for you? Um, where do you go from here? Like what, What are your goals for the next five,
0: 10 years? Yeah. Great question. And that's what I've broken them up to. You know, everyone has a short term, um, that midterm and that long, I'm not going out anything past five right now. You know what I mean? I think, cause what I'll do is if I go past that, it'll just crush me mentally. So let's just keep things in front of us at arm's length. Uh, right now I am pouring a lot of time into my family, into our new addition to our home, uh, Mickey. So a lot of times going to him and, uh, that led us to the Warrior Dog Foundation and your team who answered the mail without question and provided us with um, a kennel that without it, man, we, wouldn't, we would be very stressed out. And unfortunately, Mickey probably wouldn't be in this place that he's in. So no. moving forward, a short term, it's going to be uh, promoting the Warrior Dog and the Handle Home with Handlers program and what it's done for me but more importantly for Mickey. Yeah. Um, Cause he wouldn't be where he's at right now without you guys. That's awesome. Um, my family wouldn't be where I'm at right now without you guys. So a lot of thanks for the worry dog and your, your pipe hitters that are over there. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that's, that's the
1: team. I mean, I, uh, I'm just lucky to, to strap hang, you know, so <laughs> uh, they, they, all, all the credit goes to them. yeah. me. you know, whether it's the staff at the kennel or, you know, Laura with the as an executive director the board of directors, you know, all the people behind the scenes that that make the donuts. So, right, to speak. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just the dickhead on the, on the carton, if you will, you know, like, uh, it's, it's everybody else that, that really makes it all happen. So, um, I, I mean, I can't, can't thank them enough and I'm, I'm forever grateful for all of them, you know? So, um, but again, I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you for all the kind words and, and sharing your story and, and doing all that you do and, uh, anything else that you want to uh, kind of uh, plug or bring up before we wrap up?
0: No, again, I think that the last thing that you know is going to be moving forward, moving go for my family is uh, is 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 being part of your team and the things you have going on. And again, we're dogs, and the home handlers program is going to be the a primary, but also the team dog canine nutrition. If yeah. we found a you know a food that really works, um, and that's because you gave a shit and you brought something to the table that's real and uh, not only has it changed the physical but also mental capacity of a dog that has been through a lot man. Yeah. and um you know to see him flourish and thrive with the, the kennel and then the nutrition system has just opened up so many opportunities and uh yeah i'm all in i'm all That's in awesome. i'm all in on everything man i think that um the the, the nutrition is is real the the proof is there um everything about it is organic and in real and the reviews speak for themselves. And I can't say enough great things about the product, the brand and the mission that it supports, which is directly supports dogs like Mickey and getting them to where they need to be. It would be, it's the equivalent of saying, Hey, I'm going to get out of the military and retire, but I'm going to go be homeless immediately. Yeah. I know. I mean, what the fuck is that, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or I've got to go to a, a, a sanctuary and, thank God you've created that for these animals because where else would they be going, man? Yeah. So I, I go out there and I'll say, if you don't know, take a look warrior yeah. dog yeah. and the home with handlers program, check it out. Yeah.
1: I, I appreciate it. I mean, we're, yeah. you, know, uh, you guys won't be along for it. We'll, we'll probably get some pictures and video that we'll share yeah. uh, either on this episode or, or at least on social media. We're going from here out to the kennel. And, and to me, one of the most powerful things to, to kind of conceptualize or realize going out there is, you know, you can, you can do a lap around the building. There's 30, 30 kennel spaces out there and there's a dog in every fucking one of them, you know, and, and to, and to look into the eyes because the, you know, it's obviously the adage of, you know, it's the window to the soul, but in, in dogs, I think it's one, one thing that really separates dogs from all other animals is, is the way they look at you, um, you know, and, and to, to look at, at every one of those dogs and, and look them right in the eyes and see them, you know, look into you through you etc and understand that every single one of them would would have been euthanized you know every, every single fucking one of them were on the chopping block yeah. and, and and their department or unit or entity said you know all things considered this dog's too big of a liability we're going to euthanize them and, and then that's when we step in and take them and, and that's a powerful thing to think about every time you see them you know and it's like in dogs come and go you know we're able to uh, rehab and rehome some of them, uh, some of them pass on, you know, from old age after having been there for a few years, uh, et cetera. But um, it's just a, it's a powerful thing to, to think of, you know, and uh, and to see when, when you go out there, and it, it's a neat experience for sure. But um, I will say that, you know, we would not be able to do that without, and I know a lot of the people that watch this show are um, enormous supporters of Warrior Dog, and, and it's, it's because of you guys uh, that we're able to do that. Zero percent chance we're able to do that without the the massive support from so many good people out there, uh, and not even just in the United States. I mean, we get donations from canine handlers in, in Europe and Australia, South America. I mean, you know, people all over the world uh, give a shit about the mission, and it's uh, it's really really special. So, uh, thank you to everybody who who has supported and continues to do so. Thank you for spreading the word and, and doing all you do. Thank you for your service. Um, and uh and for everybody thank you for for tuning in and paying attention before we break you gave me a coin so i got something for you also uh <laughs> coin, you coin on top and then uh thank you sir if you could open the box thanks to john yes, johnston sir. and uh champion choice silver for uh, what's oh, in the, in the box see. if you can check that out and show
0: Ooh.
1: Them. Yeah. A, that's a guest only uh oh, shit kicker buckle baby so, that you know. is yeah so you can move to texas with that thing that's basically I was, like a like a driver's license here
0: in texas that is something <laughs> wow man and so my first big belt buckle yeah, like that amen appreciate you man thank you Absolutely. so much for that yeah man.
1: thank you thanks again for coming thanks for the coin thanks for sharing your experience thank you to you guys for uh, tuning in show after show we couldn't do it without you if you didn't enjoy it feel free to choke yourself and until next time this is Mike drop